Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904. Jacksonville. A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Faber here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207, or give them a call at 217-3778 or visit WhalenBayMarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Now, the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show on 1010XL. I'm gonna take you fishing, honey. You're gonna love it. Here's Captain Kevin Faber and Captain Scott Shank. Good evening. Welcome to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. I am Captain Scott Shank. Captain Ricky Papour is here tonight, and we have a special guest, and that's Captain Bill Pollock. Hey, Bill. Even Captain Bill Polakoff. Same Polikoff, thing. Polikoff, whatever. <laughs> Get over it. You Captain know. P with a lot of letters after that. Exactly. Hey, Bill. Thanks. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, interesting week this week, um, was able to fish a couple days, um, and boys, I'm telling you when that fog rolled in and it rolled in, there was no seeing 10 feet off the dock. I mean, it was, it was bad. Was that Monday? Monday and Tuesday morning. Yeah. And, and Sunday. Well, Sunday. I didn't fish Sunday. Fish we Monday had, and Tuesday. The, the Buck Rogers crew had some epic trips, trips this week. I am unfortunately on the injured reserve right you now. Yeah, I like your scooter. But my scooter is awesome. But I, I got to go down to the dock with him and help him clean up. And, yeah. But uh, I got to tell you about, about uh, Anthony's trip on Monday Okay. when we have a little bit of time. But we, we always talk safety, and that's the biggest thing in, in the fishing community is safety. Um. We were still on the tail end of Christmas break, New Year's break, whatever you want to call it. So there was a lot of boats running around Monday and Tuesday. Got to the boat ramp at at, at 8 o'clock, was leaving at 8.30, and we watched that Ricky roll in. And when I say roll in, it was incredible. Uh, anyhow, so we pushed off the dock. I stayed some time in Salt Run, hoping it was going to break like it usually does, but it didn't. Uh, it was foggy till I came in at 1 o'clock. But I guess the biggest thing of what we're going to do here, we're going to just talk about talk about it for one second, is how whenever you get in that situation, uh, for me, running a bay boat, Bill, I know you run an offshore boat, so you got radar. Ricky, you run an offshore boat, you got radar. Um, it doesn't help for maybe the little boats unless you got it way dialed in. You know, it's very, you know, it's kind of hard to pick up a little 14, 16 foot stump knocker running around the river as you're heading out. Um, but biggest thing is when you're leaving out like that kind of stuff and in that fog situation i told my clients both days I said look i need you guys to do me a real big favor oh sure cap what's up i said i need you guys to be quiet i said there's no talking 
I said, when I'm running this big engine, because I'm listening for what's around me, because we all know that voices carry across the water. Right. You guys make fun of me all the time that I don't need a VHF because you can hear when I hook up, you know, when I'm out there, when we're all out there trolling together. So anyhow, with that being said, I just wanted them to know, listen, I want you guys to help me as much as what I'm looking for as well. Because as I'm going, I'm watching, of course, my GPS to watch the channel markers. I'm idling. I'm not running hard. I'm idling. I idled everywhere that day. I fished three spots, and they were all not far away because they're just you couldn't see. You couldn't see 50 feet. Um, another big thing to watch, and most people don't think about this, is watch the water. It was slick for calm. Ripples. Yeah. You're watching it for ripples. Yeah. Watch it for boat wakes. Believe it or not, you you know if a boat wake, of course, is in front of you. Say there's a boat in front of you. Okay. Well, the boat wake is going to be wider to him. Okay. So you know he's going away from you. Okay. Yeah. You're watching it for to 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 not see any ripples anymore. Then you better come out of gear because he's like right there somewhere. Fog is scary stuff. I don't. Man. I mean, it's super scary. And if he's coming at you, the waves are going to be coming at a closer V. Okay, but you're still going to have time as long as you're not running fast to take it out of gear. And I saw a lot of offshore boats. I know they're going on radar, but I'm very cautious and. You know, it's it's really hard on those warnings not to cancel. You oh, know, yeah. for us on the inshore side, I know you guys, you got everybody I talked to because I was going, man, man, that must have been a long day. No, as soon as we broke 12, 15 miles, you know, I, it I was gone. I did not fish Monday, but I talked to lots of guys. They said 20, 25 miles-ish it seemed to be a breaking point in the fog. But until then, it was it was real. It was. It was. And I could tell you the the probably the most I mean, I've, I've been scared a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been doing this a long time. I've been scared a lot. The worst time I was ever scared, and you and I talked about this, is I was heading out the inlet one morning, and it was it was in May or June. I was going offshore, and it was foggy as all get out. I mean, bad sea fog. And I was I I personally, from the sea buoy all the way to Comanche Cove, every 100 feet I got a mark. I got a GPS mark. So if it ever does that, I know I'm getting home. Because I'm following my GPS marks yep. all the way into the marina. I got them all the way until I, the last one I have is a GPS point on the dock. I literally can just blindly yeah. run my GPS points and literally put the boat on the dock, and I'm not going to worry about myself. I'm fine. The, okay? the moving targets are what you have to the worry about. The moving targets are what you got to worry about. So anyhow, I, real quick, I was going out. A shrimp boat was coming in. This is in June. It had to be in June because the shrimp boats were working. had to be in June, and it was foggy. I mean bad foggy. And I could hear the net swinging as he was coming through the inlet, but I couldn't tell where he was. Now, at this time, I was running a big, I was running a sport fishing boat, okay? And so his arms are down. He's coming through the inlet. His outriggers. With his outriggers, yep. they're down. And he's drying his nets. But I can hear the doors <laughs> going clank, 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 clank as he's coming through the inlet. Wow. But in the fog, you don't know no, you can't where he's it. at. And and it and his radar doesn't mark his outriggers out. No, no. It marks him as a ship, but no. it doesn't mark that extra 30 feet exactly. where his outriggers are. I picked are. him up, but I did not pick up his outriggers. Okay? Yep. Let me tell you something. If it wasn't for coming off the throttle and kicking it hard to the right and go on to the south bar... I would have been decapitated. 
Wow. I would have run right into his outriggers. Yep. If I was steaming out like all these guys think that they're cool and all this, I mean, oh, yeah. I'm really surprised as bad as it was Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday around that inlet and the, uh, the amount of people that fished Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday – you got to think we're really blessed. I did I did not hear of any any kind yeah. of little action happening. So the one thing that you guys don't have to deal with in St. Augustine that we have to deal with in Mayport is ship traffic. Correct. So um, had a situation uh, middle of December, um, right before I had my foot done, <clears throat> coming back in in just absolute soup di- soup thick fog. Got uh, got about halfway in and my radar went out. Oof. So uh, the pilot house and the ship traffic all lives on channel 14. 14. 14 coming out of Mayport. Okay, that's good to know. I jumped in on 14. I called the Mayport um, pilot house. I said, hey, it's Team Buck Rogers. I'm inbound. You know, I'm just southeast of the inlet right now. I'm about six miles out. What's the ship traffic look like? You know, and he said, they, they jumped right back on. He said, hey, he said, we got one at marker 10 right now, which is just coming out of the inlet. Yep. He said, uh, there's another one at, and gave me the location of that, which direction they were going, you know, and he kind of oriented me as to where the ships were. So I said, okay, Cap, I'm going to go. And I went north of the inlet because he had one coming out, and that was planning to go south once he came out. So I went north of the inlet and stayed outside the markers. And when I then the ship started calling me, and he said, hey, I'm right about to come out the mouth of the jetties. I said, well, I'm right at the end of the can. He said, I said, I'm just going to go flat in the water. He said, yeah, I've got you on my radar. You're good. He was as a 650-foot ship, and I did not see him until he was 200 feet from me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and those those ships, they just come out of nowhere. There's a video on Team Buck Rogers on our, on our Facebook page. Uh, of that ship just appearing out of the fog. Yeah. No, and I and I ended up fishing the jetties both Monday and Tuesday, and I literally I told my guys, you guys got to bait your own hook because honestly, because we all do it. Yeah. You follow the land. You know what I'm saying? You, if you don't or if not accustomed to the area, you know you kind of follow the edge of the docks or whatever it may be. Okay. Well, dude, there's boats like our. I mean, that are running 2,500. You know, turning. You know, 20 miles an hour. And it's like, whoa, 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 you know, because they're throwing, not only do they throw me a hell of a wake, but I just don't want you to, I, I mean, do you see me, you yeah. know? We've all had close calls in the fog. I mean, I, I had a, a close call years ago, but my old boat didn't have radar. It was more of an, uh, it was a hybrid model boat, inshore, near shore, offshore, whatever. And um, same deal, no, you know, fog, super thick fog, and I'm going out the inlet. I was on plane maybe going a little faster than I should have been, but I was probably going 20 miles an hour. And out of nowhere, shrimp boat is crossing the channel. Yeah. Mm. Dragging nets. Yeah, that's bad. And, (laughs) you know, it was close enough that I probably went over the top of his nets in my turn. Right. I mean, I didn't hit anything, but way too close for comfort. Yeah. And... Fog is, fog is some scary You know, stuff, and, you can... and, and people don't understand, you're supposed to use a horn beep. Yeah. I mean, they teach you that in sea school. Well, yeah. over 200 meters. Over 200 meters. Or over 200 feet. 200 feet. You're right. I'm sorry. So, so, and that was actually the point I was going to bring up, is these shrimp boats are not 200 feet. Right. So they're not giving you that that one prolonged every two minutes. 
you know, um, shout yeah, out to Captain Nick at uh, right uh, maritime training. <laughs> but 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 with that being said, in in those situations like that, I understand. And I appreciate what the shrimpers do for us, but oh, yeah. I really feel as though in situations like that, you know, nighttime, foggy conditions, yep. whatever, that you need to pull your riggers up. You know, I mean, plain and simple. I mean, you're talking what an 80 foot shrimp boat. Now he's got, he's actually taking up what 110. What's a shrimp boat? Shrimp boat's 20 feet wide. Yeah, riggers are 45 on each side. I so would he's, say, yeah, he's somewhere around 115, 120 feet wide. Yeah, just like what you're saying with the ship. Here's another thing that I do: is I reach in my emergency box, and I actually take out my horn, and I put it right on my dash. Because a lot of people don't think about that, but if I see another boat coming at me and he doesn't see me, I don't have time to do, to jump. I grab it and yeah. give him a blast. It doesn't matter, right? You know, but but take that and put it out. Yeah, that's a good point, Bill. I mean, a lot of us, like myself, I, I have radar now, so I yep. kind of feel less. I'm less threatened in the fog, yes. I guess I feel, but right. Just because I can see doesn't mean anybody else can see me. Exactly. No. And it's a pucker factor. I don't care. I'd I'd rather be in six foot trying to come home in a bay boat than I would try to go out in a sea fog. That's just me. I don't know. I just don't like that. I'm sorry. I'm scared to death of fog. But with that being said, down in St. Augustine wise, um, the sheephead bite on the jetties continues to just kind of like be really, really good. Oh, one before we get into that, one more safety topic I, I i thought about i, I had a, a friend of mine a, another charter boat captain this week uh he was uh running a 34 foot boat he was going commercial fishing and it was a new boat to him it's first time he'd ever been on this vessel and um anyways he started taking on water it's five o'clock in the morning it was still pitch black and he noticed his speed decreasing as he was traveling offshore. He was oh. 31 miles offshore when he noticed he had a problem. By the time he got to it and, and, and recognized what the issue was, he, al- he was already near shorting his batteries out. So he immediately called Coast Guard and, and, and anybody who would listen after that and, and, and tried to make sure he had a ride home. Yeah. He thought he was going down. He was really nervous. Oh, yeah. And we're not talking about a newbie. We're talking about a guy that's, that's seasoned. He knows yeah. he, was, he was really, really scared he was going down. And, um, yeah, the dripless <laughs> seals on the, on the, the, in, the outboard sh- – or the, it's an inboard vessel, right. the, the shafts right. that go on outboard. Right, 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 right. Out shafts. Yeah, the seals were – They have were, a coupler. And the adjustment, they were not adjusted properly. I guess he, he believes that a set screw maybe backed off. And nope. you can't see that. No. And uh, anyways, that, that the two pieces of ceramic separated yep. and started allowing and just water gives, in. It doesn't, it doesn't take much. And it shorted his bilge pumps out. Yep. Um, uh, he had no bilge pumps. He had no way to get the water out of the boat. So he, he, he cut the, cut the uh, live well pump and, and was used it to pump some. And then he had somebody bucketing. But there again, there's somebody that's a captain that has ran boats. Okay. Quick thinking on your feet, not a panic situation. Whether you got to always remember, those batteries could stop at any point in time. You got to have a hand pump. You got to have something. A couple That's, little. You got to have. You got to have one of those plastic Plano tackle boxes. Yep. With two bilge pumps in it, 
a 10-foot length of pool hose somewhere laid in your boat, and then you take those pumps and you put about 15 feet of wire on them with alligator clips. Yep. And then you, you have those at the ready. Every one of our boats, all five of our boats have those. And one of the first things Chad teaches every new captain is how to use that system. Right. Because if he would have had that, he could have taken that spare bilge pump out, hooked it to a battery, dropped it in there, put the hose over, and it would have started pumping. But most of the new boats, now these are this is an older style boat, okay? They have the batteries in, in the bilge. Above, no, uh, my boat, most, mm-hmm. most of the no, newer no. boats are, I know what you meant to say, no, no, the older no, boats were below. The, the older boats, they always just had yes. them mounted, okay? Like mine is way up. Below it, the deck. My, well, mine's in the cabin. Yes, in the console. In the console, yep. two feet above deck. It's on a platform. Yes. Okay, so if water gets that high, I'm going down. There's no way. I mean, right. it, it, you know, I mean, it, it, they would never short out. What I'm trying to say is always make sure it doesn't take much, a little battery. It doesn't have to be this big, huge behemoth of a battery, but if you just have somewhere in a dry store, somewhere where you could do it, anything well and the other thing is those those pumps only pull like 10 amps you could just put it in a cigarette lighter that's yeah that you know well, you could you, just put that you, right in you your don't dash. Have power if they fill up over it and it shorts out your batteries you ain't got power you better find another battery well th- at that point i'm going to cut a battery and pull it out yeah i see what you're saying scotty your batteries yeah. are hard to get to i thought you were saying that a no, lot no, of the no, older no. Mine, boats, mine are hard to get to but they're the higher deck. mine yeah. are not below the deck they're higher yes so I mean, I'm most not, new boats are built that way. Exactly, that's yeah. my point. But my, but what, but what is, I guess what I'm basically getting over is lesson learned. Yep. Is he jumped on that boat in the morning at 4:30 and took off? Never been on this boat before in his life. So I mean, all you knew is where the start button was, and the running lights, and you took off. You didn't come down there and did just a like I mean well, just to check the that. oil. I'm just I know that, but I'm just saying. I'm just talking in general for other people that, that just was jump the first on, time he'd fish jump on, on boat. somebody's yeah. boat. I don't care. I'm saying if you go rent a boat right. down in the Keys for the day, yes, it doesn't behoove you to not open up. Even though that guy says whatever, you need to open up and know where the seacocks are. You need to know where your bilge pumps are because God fearing something that like that cracks. That's right. Sometimes I mean sometimes I was out in a brand new I was how- out in a brand new million dollar boat. The first time it ever left, and I'm down in Fort Pierce fishing a kingfish tournament, and the live well pump come unbuttoned. Now, I don't know about you, about me, but that pump's 2,000 gallons an hour. It was coming in that boat. When I picked up what you were saying, I went back, walked back to the back because I felt the same thing. It was, why is it sloshing around? And I came back on it, opened up that back thing, and I was head deep in water. Yeah. It can happen quick. Anything can happen. You just got to know the boat. Know the boat. Don't take it it. for granted that everything's going to be okay. Be prepared. Folks, you're listening to Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Captain Ricky, Captain Bill, I'm Captain Scott. Be right back. Welcome to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show on 1010XL. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show. I'm Captain Ricky Before. Sitting in with Captain Bill Polakov and Captain Scott Shank. That's me. And I believe we have Chip Captain Chip Wingo on the line. How's it going, Chip? 
What's up, medium-sized Bill, Hollywood, and Scott? <laughs> What's up, buddy? Hey, Chip, so I, I learned on the Internet today that there's another uh, Captain Hollywood uh, out of South Florida down there. So Don't be that clown. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna have to change that up. Yeah, that's funny. Is that Hollywood or Holly, Holiday? Uh, Hollywood, because I, I actually watched a video he, he put on about uh, tying fluorocarbon to steel leader. And and he said his opening was Hollywood. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Hey, hey Chip, um, Chip let I me, let me hey Chip, let me interrupt for one second. Back on the safety thing, real quick, guys. Um, tonight at the Jacksonville Offshore Sport Fishing Club, from seven to about eight thirty, maybe nine o'clock, we are having our uh, it's our monthly meeting. But we are going to have the Coast Guard Auxiliary there presenting uh, safety and all of the new boating regulations mm -hmm. and the boating safety stuff. It is open to the public. Anybody can go. It's at the new community center right across from the Mayport boat ramp. Yep. Dinner, clam chowder cook-off tonight. Ooh. So that starts at 7. I'll be heading there as soon as we're done here. Yep. Uh, and then the meeting starts around 7.30. They'll be presenting, doing all kinds of stuff. We're also going to have a boat safety check uh, later in January at a location that we'll put out on our website. But the auxiliary is going to be there. You can bring your boat up there. They'll inspect it for free. They'll give you a sticker um, that shows that it's been inspected. So uh, good stuff. Sorry to cut you off, Chip. Go ahead. Sorry, you guys were talking about the bilge pump. Um I heard you say like 15 feet. If you have 30 feet of wire, you can go to your trolling motor batteries if you have them. Yep. You know, a lot of these big boats now have trolling motor batteries. <clears throat> it's just something yep. that I have rigged up on my boat, and I've had to use it, um, unfortunately. Yeah, I remember that day. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, had a, had a mullet get stuck in the live well. Oh, man. It, well, it was pumping water out, and what I didn't think about is my cast net um, locker, which is in the, in the floor, you know, on the floor of my boat, on the deck, drains into my bilge. And it oh. was putting enough water in fast enough that my bilge actually shorted out. And I didn't realize it until I went to give up on planes. And uh, <laughs> it was a lot of water in there, let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, great. But, um, yeah, but being able to reach your trolling motor batteries in case you short out the other ones if you have them. You know, is, is another thing that's pretty cool. So, yeah. And that fog was no joke. I fished in it. And thank God for Florida Marine tracks and slow button down the intercoastal. Well, I, I thought I thought it was quite interesting. And, and, you know, it goes for everything. We don't, unfortunately, have that in St. Augustine. But, like Bill said, that was interesting that you, you could you go on Channel 14 and you could check on the shipping channel. What's inbound yeah. and what's outbound and all that kind of stuff. What what other channels? What other channels you use, Bill? I mean, charter channels are what nine up there? Eight, eight are y'all okay? Eight seventy two. Seventy two are mainly for the offshore guys. <laughs> that's what that saying. Yeah, yeah. Eight uh, people bounce around a little bit from. We're there, eleven but, and seventy two. Yeah. So that's you know what you know what we are all on, um, but. Uh, I, that's another good topic. If you were ever to get in a bind, I don't, I'm sure most people know this, but Channel 16, you can hail the Coast Guard from long ways away. A long ways yep. away. I don't know how far they can. Yeah, they've got repeaters all over. But even that being said, I know, you know, everybody really carries EPIRBs or some kind of tracking device. Yeah. But with that being said, just like you, 
we're saying with different, just to get on channels that you know our guys are on every day, you know, which is don't stay on our channel. We appreciate it if you don't, you know, but um, if you come in a bind, if there is a charter channel and these guys are out, every, you know, a lot. I mean, there's the group of us in Jacksonville. There's a group down in St. Augustine. We always have our radios on. And I'm just saying, if we're close enough, I mean, yeah, hell yeah, we're coming to you. But it's to know what channels kind of everything stays on. But we prefer to you not to be, you know. Well, and we also have bigger boats, bigger radios, bigger antennas. Right. So if you're a smaller boat, you know, certainly. And I always tell people, if you call Buck Rogers on Channel 8, one of us will answer. Right. You know, and and uh, uh, even if we have to relay, you know, I've got I carry the Garmin uh, um, live track with me. Yep, I got. You know, well, I got I got inReach. What, yeah, what the Garmin inReach. That's what it I is. I got inReach. Uh, and I can so I can you know I can text I can send an SOS directly to the Garmin help center. So I just I just not gonna. I know it probably sounds bad. I probably I mean I still need, but I don't. But for me, probably eighty percent is inshore, twenty percent is offshore. So, even with that being said, okay, normally I'm not going out in bad weather because I don't do that at all. And where I fish is with everybody. So, we all go out together and we all come back together, you know. So, it's not it's not so much you guys where you're blowing out, you know, 30 to 50 miles. Well, and I mean, that you, one day you were fishing this summer and called for help, I heard you in Jacksonville. Yeah. And you weren't even using the radio. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring up that day. That I'm sure glad. I'm sure glad. I'm, thank, I'm thankful that Mr. Willis made it through that day. That was scary. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we can – I mean, there's hours of that show can go on, Chip. But we all got to be aware of what's going on. Yeah, and then that, it was things you said, like your EPR, make sure it's up to date. Make sure that it's to your boat, file float plans. There's a lot of different things you can do. Yep. You know, and, you know, when we all went through sea school, you know, and I had to do it twice because the last time I renewed, I mean, the, the time before that, I had to go back through the whole thing. <clears throat> and there was a lot of stuff you forget, but. I remember checklist. very little about mine. That was only seven, <laughs> seven or eight years ago. Very yeah. little. Yeah. Oh. Checklist. I have. I get, I'm down there an hour early at the marina every charter. Yeah, I, that's just one of my habits. It is. I, I agree. I agree. I'm not a Russian yeah. person. No. I can't. You know. I mean, I put the boat in the water an hour and a half for my charter. Whether I sit on the dock and I, clean or whatever I do, I'm not. I hate being behind. Well, you have precious cargo on your boat. Yes. You know, i.e., human life. Yep. And you know, even, and I fish primarily inshore. You guys know that. I do fish the beach for tarpon, you know, and sometimes I'll run, you know, two miles, three miles off. I don't, I don't venture out that much with my boat. And even though it'll do it, you know, it's not what I prefer to do, but, you know, inshore is just as important. Yeah. You know, take on water up the river, take it on back in a creek, any, anything, you know. Well, not only you that, but never know, good so. gosh, the amount of traffic that's in the river nowadays running around, you know, chip i mean you know we got bigger things to hit i mean that channel you hit a wooden channel marker it ain't moving i can tell you that right now (laughs) you know i mean whether or not you run you know by gps or whatever but it's it's you know i monday and tuesday i did not make any big runs i left salt run and went straight to the jetties that was it (laughs) hey if you throw a cast net on a broken off one it's not coming up yeah it's not coming (laughs) 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 
That was hysterical that day, by the way. Chip, how about the red fishing, man? It's been on fire. Not for me. No? Uh, no, it, it just turned back on um, when I was done. I had ooh, I had some rough trips when that water hit 47 degrees and then started coming back up. I mean, you know, we had a good day of catching a lot of uh, black drum, you know, and I found, you know, we discussed it last time we were on the radio. I found dead snook, dead tarpon, yep. you know, dead, a lot of different fish, but not massive amounts of fish killed, but I just left the area and started moving around. And the closer you got to the inlet, the warmer the water got. But it was, you know, now it's turning back on. Of course, the water temperature's back up to around 60, 62 degrees. And, you know, they're comfortable eating there, yes. which is great. When I get back from hunting, then, you know, I'll be all over that. So, but yeah, it was tough. <laughs> Look at your clients to go, yeah, well, we're kind of ice fishing today. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that kept you into play was a sheephead or a drum. That yeah, the sheephead and the drum were the only things that would eat, and yeah. they were real sluggish. So. Yes, sir. 100%. But, um, yeah, I'm glad it's turned back on. You know, of course, right as I finished my run of charters before, you know, the last week of hunting season, it it uh, just started picking back up, of course. Yeah. You know, but <clears throat> you if you don't go, you can you and Leon so, are tough. I cannot see you. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not. Going well, I out give there. them the option, Scotty. I give my charters the option. Oh, I do hey, too. do you want to go? No. You know. There's no <laughs> option. But, um, no. <laughs> I've had days where it's been unbelievable when it's not supposed to be. So. How about yeah. Leon out there, negative seventeen degrees, skiing? <laughs> oh, good for him. Yeah, that's what oh, I said. he's not skiing. He's he's out there. Uh, Drinking. Yeah, he okay. had snow, he he sent us a picture with he was wearing snowshoes, so he was, yeah. that was the closest <laughs> to skiing. Okay. Anyhow, yeah, he's uh, having fun, I guess, in Denver. It looks like he's having fun. Uh, but, uh no, still still I'm looking forward to getting back and getting on that redfish fight. Yes, you sir. Know, and that fight. I think so. fishing in general has been really good. I mean the water's cleaned up and is clear. Mm -hmm. Oh the, my gosh. The last several clean. well, offshore, you know, it's been dirtier than what we're used to. Do you see the same thing, Phil? Yeah, we, we have had a lot of dirty water um offshore in the last month or so. Yeah. You know, it just has to do with the current, has to do with the winds. But hasn't affected yeah. the fishing much. The no. bottom fishing's been incredible. I'll tell you what Trigger I fishing especially. <laughs> oh man. Uh Captain Anthony came back with his fifty fish limit. Yeah, you were going to tell us about that. And uh, the, I'll tell you what has really turned on in Jacksonville is the sea bass. We oh. have caught some incredible greenheads. I love that uh, fish and chip. Nice. That yeah. sounds like a chip. When that sounds like a fun trip when you get back. I got nothing much going on. If you want to go, we can. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll trailer up here to Bill, and I'll make him give me like I haven't helped him with GPS numbers before. Let me see what he'll give me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? if, if you guys want some great flat bottom, Scott's got awesome numbers. Oh, please. <laughs> I didn't send you dummy fishing by any means. Don't even go there with me. Scott, to be fair, Scott did give me one of my best numbers, but I, Scott gave me this number from, it's an old number, and I, the, the name of it is called the Thousand Pound Drop. So I'm thinking like the Flemish cap. Yeah, yeah I just right? can't wait to get there. <laughs> I circle and circle and circle. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. It's all covered up, but it's loaded. Yeah, but well, just a little ways off from that, I did find something. But it's like three quarters of a mile. I'm just it's not. You, just, just, just. I, 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 Scott I, did give give me some numbers for a trip a couple weeks ago, which I greatly appreciated. <laughs> um, he did ask me if I could 
still convert from Loran numbers, but you know. <laughs> oh, I mean, these are these are these are these are just old old you know old numbers I've had. I haven't. I mean, I got just like everybody. I got books and books and books, and I mean, I I haven't fished them in fifteen years. You know, I don't have a boat to go out there anymore. Yeah, and I don't care about going out there anymore. So here but you the, go. Tr- you talked about the trigger fish, the 50, 50 fish limit. You yeah, said. that's per vessel. Well, it's ten per person. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that I mean, that's an epic trigger fishing trip. They so this was a this was a split trip we did. So we're we're starting to offer some split trips with oh, Buck yeah. Rogers. I think I'm gonna do that uh, myself. It's cool, man. It's really cool. It uh, it has worked out really well. Uh, make sure everybody prepays. Yeah, it's the only way it works good. But uh, they went out on Sunday. Chad had a great trip on on Saturday. No, on Sunday, excuse me. And then Anthony went out on Monday. And uh, on the way back in, Chad called me and he's like, "Hey, uh, can you make it to the boat ramp on your little uh, scooter, Daisy the scooter?" Yeah, you should check out the scooter here. <laughs> and and uh, in a picture of this one. We went up there and they came back with fifty triggers, I think ten mangoes, five or six muttons. Oh wow! Uh, a bunch of porgies, a bunch of. Um, vermilion a bunch of amberjack the one kid all he did all day long was throw a vertical jig he caught two blackfin he caught a kingfish and he caught a barracuda um so they had an absolute epic day yeah you know all right chip i gotta take a break thank you chip all right guys how's the deer population are you are you uh thinning it they're here all right thin me one for me hey bring me some venison (laughs) i'll make you some sausage no well, guys, hey, real quick before we hang up, um, prayers go out for one guy, one of our good ones we lost, Ron Stearnsley. Oh, um, yeah. I forgot to say something. Yep. Yep. You know, he's going to be dearly missed. He was a great, great fisherman and a good guy. So. Yep. Yep. I forgot all about anyway, him. Anyway, guys. Thanks, buddy. Take care. See you, Chip. See, See you, Chippy. This is Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Captain Scott Shank, Captain Bill, Captain Ricky. Be right back. Is the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show on 1010XL. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Captain Scott Shank, Captain Ricky, Captain Bill. All right, I'm, like, I'm going to make it. It's not sounding like the way I'm going to say it, but the only reason I brought you in here tonight, Bill, is. The only reason. The only reason. The only reason. <laughs> the only reason. I don't like you. I just brought you in to tell you everybody this. But anyhow, there is a thing coming up March the 9th. Yes. No. It has to do Sorry. March 5th. March 5th. Yep. March 5th. It has to do with some kind of striped fish. Striped fish for the El Cheapo Sheephead Tournament there you on go. March 4th. We got the wrong date what wrong twice. What are you twice. doing to me? I'm trying it to was sit the, here and help promote it. I'm telling you. And you're, you're, you're killing me. All right. March 4th is the okay. El Cheapo Sheephead Tournament. Okay. So you guys write El Cheapo Sheephead Inshore Fish, right? What do you all think a good prize would be? First prize. $125 entry fee. Oh. I, I mean, I'm looking something in a 16-foot boat range. Okay. What do you think, Ricky? With an engine. Yeah, I mean, I have very little tournament uh, fishing under my belt, but uh, I'm, I mean, I'm thinking something in the yeah thirty-five to fifty thousand dollar range, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So 
Number one, with boats, you can't get them right now. Right. That's a problem. I agree. Um, and we have we have traditionally um, partnered with Carolina Skiffs. Carolina Skiffs, yes. They, they can't, since the pandemic hit, they can't do okay. anything. Last year, we partnered with Cast and Blast. Yep. Offered a beautiful boat. Yep. Um, they're very difficult right now on their production schedule. So we are giving away $10,000 in cash for oh, our we first just going prize. straight to it then. Just straight up green hundred dollar bills. Ah, see, see, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a big fan of that than when I have. I mean, not being cocky, but I have so, won my fair share. Yeah, and the boats and all that stuff what's, to what's try the to get rid thing? of. One hundred twenty five dollars. Oh yeah. So yeah. And and we're an angler tournament now, um, whereas traditionally this has been a a vessel, vessel tournament, tournament where you can only have one entry per vessel. Now, if you have five guys fishing. Each guy is allowed to buy their own entry, and they can weigh their own fish. Uh, way for us to get more people involved in it. Right. We have a huge lady angler division. Uh, we have a huge kayak division. Hagen Coastal Outfitters has been our kayak sponsor for Boy, that, the last couple years. What a great, great. Yep. And great. so you know, and then the cool thing is with the kayak division and um, the ladies division, really all of it. We're having a, a kind of a lead-in tournament. The North Florida Inshore Slayers is doing their tournament on February, I think it's 12th or 17th. Um, I'll get that date locked down. But they're doing three prize divisions. They're doing, I believe, aggregate of two fish, big fish, and boat, I think are the three divisions. The three winners are automatically going to move into the El Cheapo. So they're getting automatic entries into the El Cheapo. Um, and a lot of, if you guys are on Facebook, by the way, check out that North Florida Inshore Slayers. Um, my buddy, great buddy that I've known for years, John Dufresne, introduced me to them uh, a couple years ago. And we started working together last year. And they're just a fantastic group. Focus on inshore fishing. Lots of great information in there. They do a lot of raffles. Uh, just really cool group. All right. But so, March 4th. March 4th. At? The Mayport Boat Mayport Ramp. Mayport Boat Ramp. Yep. You can go to El Cheapo Jacks. E-L Cheapo Jacks.com. $125 per person. Yep. And then with your lady and kayak entry, you can upgrade to a combo Right. Where if you win a big fish that would jump into the general board with a better prize, you can do that. Uh, fish fries afterwards? Big fish fry. And the fish fry is 100% sheephead this year. Okay, good. We're not doing any filler fish. We're not doing any lead-in right. fish. Um, and, and, of course, you'll be over there with us because we're over there at Consignment Boat Sales. I, now I will be there for a while. Consignment Boat Sales with Guy will be hosting the outdoor hosts, show that yep, day. I'll check in. Yeah, um, Kevin and, and Chip will be up there. And we were – I told Kevin that I would do two free entries uh, okay. for the Christmas show. Okay. And unfortunately, my registration site broke like the day before, and I wasn't able to generate his codes. Okay. So the next two people that call in and ask for an entry to the El Cheapo will get a free entry to the general tournament as well as the Calcutta. Wow. So two people call in now, 641-1010, and uh, I will take care of your entries for the El Cheapo. Dang. That's pretty cool. Corey, did you hear that? You going to talk to me or you going to talk to Bill? 
Hello, Corey. Yes, sir. I heard it. Yeah. All right. If you want to break loose real quick, make a phone call. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> He's on the phone. I know. <laughs> there he is. First one. No. Corey, how are you, sir? Pretty good, guys. How's everyone up there? Doing great. Doing great. I know you took a little time off, too, to finish out the rest of hunting season, but I know you also fished a day or two. Tell me real quick what happened before I got to take a break. Yep. Fish earlier in the week. Water temps are uh, mid to upper 50s, give or take. A um, little bit of bait moving around. There's a lot of small bluefish chasing shrimp. Um, the rat red bite's still there. Not as hot as last week, but uh, the bigger fish are still being seen on the banks. I low tides. They're still a little finicky. Um, had had live bait for most of my trips, and and uh, it, they were still a little picky even with the live bait. But um, you know, all all your typical inshore species are there. We caught a few flounder. They were. They were mostly dinks, but they've shown up a little bit. Okay. Um, so it's been fun trips. A lot of action, not a lot of huge fish, but you work through those smalls and, and you'll catch dinner. Dude, I don't care. It's just all about bending rods. I mean, Leon called me, you know, whatever it was, Monday and Tuesday, and and I, I would give anything. I mean, I, I mean, I was catching sheephead and stuff, but he was having 50, 60 fish days and stuff like that. Yeah, they were all 17, 18-inch reds, but it's like, dang, I, would, I wouldn't mind, you know, yeah, I would like that. I have no problem with that. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, bud. I appreciate it. I got to take a break. I've been talking too much, and I've been rolling this wrong here. I've been, I haven't been watching my time. Thanks, Corey. Right, have a safe weekend. See you, Corey. Bye, buddy. See you, Corey. You listen, you're listening to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back. We'll have a minute or two, talk about forecast for the weekend, and then we'll go from there. Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show on 1010XL. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Hey, we got only got a couple minutes left, so let's get right to the tides and the weather for the weekend. Um, afternoon tides all this weekend. You're looking at a low uh, at 2.37 p.m., high tides at 8.14 a.m. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, Saturday, your high tides at nine, basically nine o'clock in the morning, with a low at three fifteen in the afternoon. Sunday, you're looking for a high at nine thirty in the morning and a low at almost four o'clock. Um, probably be almost a little football weekend and some inshore fishing because I don't like the forecast, but it's just me. But I don't like north winds. Uh, Friday tomorrow, northeast winds, ten to fifteen knots, seas two to four feet. Uh, Saturday, uh, north winds, 5 to 10 knots, seas 2 to 3 feet. Uh, by the way, this is all inside of 20. Um, then on Sunday, it's east winds, 5 to 10 knots, uh, 2 to 3 feet. Um, I'll help you guys. I know there's guys that are Wahoo fishermen and all this, and they'll brave it. Um, north On Friday, northeast winds, 10 to 15, uh, diminishing to 5 to 10 at night. Uh, seas are 3 to 4 feet. Uh, but the dominant period is real tight, four seconds. Yeah, a lot, a lot of Friday, Saturday, Sunday, dominant periods looking like eight seconds. Yeah, Friday, Saturday is eight, uh, yeah. But, but, it, but no wind. And, and, but yeah, no wind. Saturday they're calling two feet with a north wind of five to ten. Yeah, that that's fishable. Oh, yeah. um, Northeast wind. You know, that's five, easy fishable. Yeah, two feet, you know, yeah. Monday, eh, I don't like the north, northwest wind. 
Um, that one's getting scary. But what do you the, get way yeah, offshore? yeah, that northwest that, that's not a fun wind to fish. Nope. But, but I mean, uh, it's light, light north, northeast. I just don't like the north because it always like. That's what we get all winter. I know, I know. I just it can. I mean, if it picks up. Oh yeah. It picks up and it's ugly pickup. It ain't you know. Well, that that's one of those things, and I tell my clients this all the time. You know, we're going out here and it looks nice, but we're going to watch. And if we feel that wind pick up and we start seeing a few white caps, we're going in now. Yeah. yeah. You know, I said I'll. You know, we'll adjust. We'll get a little closer or whatever. Yeah, or whatever we got to we'll do. We'll get closer. We'll get somewhere yeah. comfortable. But I've spent too many days out where yep. you get caught in that and. No. It's you're a, that's a wet ride home. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate it. Folks, don't forget to go to El Cheapo, March the 4th. Sign up. Get all ready for that one. Captain Ricky Papour, I appreciate you coming in tonight. And yes, sir. don't forget, folks, um, on Saturday, the outdoor show with all the boys will be here. It is the last weekend of hunting season for them up in Georgia. So they're all up there, and they will be back. So anyhow, look forward to them on Saturday morning from 7 to 10. Outside again, thank you very much for listening to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. For Captain Bill, Captain Ricky, I'm Captain Scott Shank. See ya. See ya. See ya.